Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. The Way of the Warrior, Part 3. Get your Bible electronic or electronic device. Turn with me to Psalm 37, verse 23. Psalm 37 and verse 23. This is really going to help everyone. Psalm 37, 23. And it reads, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delighteth in his way. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we are honored and privileged to be called your children. Speak to us as a father does his children. Give us instruction and education, enlightenment, empower us for the times that we live in through this word. Anoint the teacher, anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive so you can get the precious fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you. You may be seated. Okay, so we talked about, just a recap, a good man here, it means a warrior. It's a Hebrew word. Gabur, and it means a strong man and or a warrior. The word steps are defined as ways or goings. So God likes the ways of warriors. God loves the ways. He delights in the ways of warriors, people that know they are soldiers in a spiritual battle and will not relent in waging war. God loves the ways of a warrior, those that know they're in a spiritual battle and they will not relent. God loves the ways of warriors, those who remain engaged in the conflict until the battle is won. God doesn't like for us to put our hands to the plow and then let go and go back. If you join the army, stay in God's army. He loves the ways of warriors, those who are engaged in the battle and remain in the battle. We can't get out of the battle. We'll talk later about how it's impossible to get out of it anyway. But some people really think that they can. But we as warriors must be convinced that we're going to get the victory. Amen. That's why we never stop, because we already know by faith we have the victory through Christ Jesus. So there's some things we need to understand about the way of warriors. And uh, we started last week talking about who our enemy is. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. We talked about principalities. Tonight, we're going to talk about powers. Somebody say powers. Ah, I'm going to repeat this. This is worth repeating. So Paul gives Timothy, his spiritual son, uh, advice, counsel. Before you go to war, Solomon says you need counsel. (laughs) And so Paul gives his son in the ministry, Timothy, some counsel about going to battle. Paul tells Timothy to flee or shun or avoid or run away from youthful lusts, envy, strife jealousy, all these suspicious things that the world puts out there to grab our attention, to distract us from the war. Paul tells us not to focus on the world. I'm trying to help somebody when I'm saying this. Paul says, don't focus on the world. Don't let the world get you distracted. But notice Paul never tells Timothy to fight 
youthful lust. He says to run from youthful lust. There's some things you don't fight. There's some things we don't fight. We avoid. If we see it, we go the opposite direction. It's very important because some of us are fighting things we should never fight, wasting our bullets. Wasting your bullets, wasting your ammunition because we shouldn't be fighting it in the first place. We should be running away from it. We should be fleeing from it. So he says in 1 Timothy 6, 11, but thou, O man of God, notice the terminology that Paul gives to Timothy, calls him a man of God. He says, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Verse 12, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Write this down. If you're taking notes, that should be everybody. Paul says the man of God must reject the world's way of living. We don't live like the world. A man of God or a woman of God. We don't live like the world. The world doesn't dictate how we live, how we talk, dress, act, our relationships. Now, notice what he says. Paul is giving counsel to Timothy. He says, flee, you full us. But then he says, but follow after righteousness. Don't miss this. Now, write this down. Fleeing, write this down. Fleeing is running away from something, avoiding its danger. Following is pursuing something of value to embrace its benefits. I'll say it again. Paul says to flee. Run away from youthful lust. Avoid the dangers of youthful lust and the world. He says, but follow. Instead, pursue righteousness. Righteousness is beneficial. Righteousness will bless you and everyone else around you. So Paul is already instructing us on spiritual warfare. He's already given us clues on how to get the victory. And maintain the victory. How many want to not just get the victory, but maintain the victory? Amen. So in Ephesians 6, 12, let's get to it. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Again, last week we talked about principalities. Now we're going to talk about powers. Powers here in the Greek is the word exousia, and it means authorities. We wrestle with authorities, with spirits that have authority. There are evil spirits that have authority in this world. Let make Make no mistake about it. There are real demons, real devils. There's really evil. Every, every, this is, these things are real. And powers are a type and ranking of spiritual forces that we war against on a daily basis. Inevitable that we not war. It's inevitable that you haven't faced and do not face powers. So remember, 
Principalities are chief spirits, chief rulers being first in rank. And these principalities give authority to the powers. They give authority to the powers so the powers function in authority in the devil's kingdom. Mark 4, verses 3 through 4. How do they impact us? How do they impact us? Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow, and it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air, write that down or underscore that, fowls of the air came and devoured it up. The sower went forth to sow. Now, I'm assuming that you understand that Jesus is referring to the word being sown. So the word of God is being sown and fowls of the air are flying by and devouring it. Get that mental picture in your mind. So a fowl then can be a bird or any demon creature. They operate in the air. <laughs> they operate in the air, the airwaves, in the atmosphere. Powers or authorities fight God's word as it goes through the airwaves. There's principalities trying to fight the word I'm teaching that's going through the airwaves. Birds of the air come by. What is a bird? It's a demon, a thought. You missed what I just got through saying because you thought about, did I leave that out of the refrigerator? You, you, you just thought it was just a thought. No, 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 no. As the word is going forth, you got to be focused. Because, a, because powers, authorities are trying to take that word as it's being sown into your heart and grab it before it can reach your mind. These are powers. This is what they do. They take authority in your mind. You're no longer thinking like you want to think. You're no longer meditating. You're no longer focused because an authority, a power has taken authority in your mind. Ephesians 2, 2, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to what? The prince of the power of the air, the authority of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Powers teach men to disobey God rather than obey God. Demon powers in Satan's kingdom or hierarchy of, 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 of rank, they teach men to disobey God and even go as far as to teach men to reject God. That's why it fights the word of God from reaching your head and your heart so that you will not know what God's will is so you won't have the ability to even try to obey. Colossians 1.16 but for by him, him being Christ, were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether there be thrones 
or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by Jesus, the Messiah, and for him. So please understand, whether it be in the air or in the heavenlies, Satan's current domain is still under the control of Jesus. You got to remember that. You can't forget that. Satan, as the God of this world, has a boss. <laughs> remember, Jesus said when he was resurrected, behold, all power has been given unto me. Where? In heaven and in earth. So Satan's principalities and powers operate primarily in the atmosphere just above the earth. Just above the earth. Influencing what we hear, see, think about, what we digest, what's in the air, radio, television, internet, all these things that travel through the air, signals, radar, all these things that travel through the air, Satan influences them. You ever thought it was strange that all of a sudden, <laughs> some of the most, at least in the world's eyes, reputable and respectful people or respected people are saying they're UFOs. Lying around. Now, you, they, they, now, I've not heard, it may be, it may be, I've not heard UFOs showing up in people's basements, but in the airwaves, where Satan controls things, can make you see something. <laughs> Satan is in control, write this down, I'm going to say some very strong, maybe even controversial, there are some things you maybe never heard before, but, but it's important I say it to you. Satan is in control of all unsaved people. Write it down. Satan is in control of all unsaved people. You may say, well, how can you say that, preacher? Because if your mind is not renewed, who do you think is giving you those thoughts? So Satan is in control of all unsaved people. He controls them primarily by words. Well, those words happen to be lies. Hmm. Satan controls the minds of all unsaved people through lies. Through deception. Through the ideas and thoughts that they believe. It's called strongholds. You need to know when you talk, I don't care how nice and sweet and educated a person is, if they're not saved, Satan is controlling how they're thinking. Romans 13, 1. Let's go deeper. Let every soul be subject unto higher authorities. Mm -mm. That made me thirsty. Let every soul, every soul, that leaves nobody out. Paul says, let every soul be subject to higher authorities. 
He goes on to say, for there is no authority but of God. God is the ultimate and highest authority. And he goes on to say, and the powers and the authorities that be, God gave it to him. So whoever has authority, God gave it to him. And Paul says, whoever has God given authority must be obeyed. Wow. So you mean that means if there's a dictator, we got to do what he says. He can't have authority if God didn't give it to him. Let's go deeper. Let's make you think, make you think tonight. Well, hmm. Shall I tell you now? I'll tell you now. So this is how it works. It is a kingdom principle that fathers have authority in the home, right? But what if your father's crazy and abusive? It does not mean he doesn't have authority because it's the position that gives him authority. If he's disturbed, crazy, um, traumatized, abused, that's somebody's fault. So if you have, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be insensitive or at all. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. If you were raised by an abusive father, it's not God's problem or it's not God's fault. That's what I want to say. It's not God's fault. Well, how did you give me it? Because fathers have to have authority. The fault lies in who trained your father or abused him to make him an abusive authority figure. That's the real problem. And so when Paul says obey all authority, he has to say that. Because all authority has to be obeyed in order for there to be order in the world and in this kingdom, God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom. But man has let the enemy come in and pervert everybody so that people that have authority lie, steal, hurt people, abuse people. And then we blame God. And we're not understanding this is not the way of the warrior. This is why we fight for our children. That's why you raise your children so that they don't become abusive bosses and, and, and don't become terrorists and don't become uh, uh, crazy presidents. That's why we fight. Because the positions are there. Father, uh, bank president, senator, uh, ambassador. And so the devil's trying to get his people in those positions. So we have to fight at two years old. I don't know what you're going to be, boy, but I'm going to teach, teach you how to be righteous. I'm going to teach you how to do it, live God's way so that whatever authority you get, you won't use it to abuse people. Now, we're saying amen, but you ain't raising your kids. You're saying amen, but you're letting them get away with everything. Now, I realize that one day they're going to be somebody's husband. You let that boy grow up like that. It's going to be somebody's wife. You let that girl grow up like that. Now she has authority over five kids that she's abusing. Won't feed them, won't hug them, won't love them. You did that. But the way of a warrior is, no, uh-uh. I'm, I'm even going to help my, my nieces and nephews. You come by my house, mm-mm. That's warfare. Say Amen.
This is, war, this is warfare. This is real spiritual warfare right here, what I'm talking about. See, whoever, <laughs> whoever has authority in any age, any time frame, any place was given that authority by God. Hitler, God allowed Hitler to have that authority. I know Jews ain't going to like me. I'm not anti-Semitic. Because nobody can have authority if God doesn't allow it. Let's, let's, I'm going to give you some Bible because some of y'all, I feel it. You can't take it while I'm saying it this way. So, every living thing, every living creature must submit themselves to God-ordained authority. It's a spiritual law. Period. John, here's some Bible for you. John 19. Excuse me. Verses 10 and 11. Then saith Pilate unto him, him being Jesus, speakest thou not unto me? You ain't gonna say nothing to me? <laughs> Knowest thou not I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? And Jesus answered and said, you can have no power over me at all except it were given to you from above. Therefore, he that had delivered you into my hand is the greater sin. So what's happening here? Pilate is about to judge or he's judging Jesus. He asked Jesus, where are you from? Jesus didn't say nothing. <laughs> Pilate said, you ain't going to say nothing to me. Man, I got power over you. You ain't going to say nothing to me. I asked you, where are you from? And Pilate said, I can kill you or let you go. I got that kind of power. And what did Jesus? Jesus said, no, nah, man, you ain't got no power. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. Jesus said, you would have no power except it be given. God gave Pilate the power. God gave Pilate the power because Pilate was the potentate at that time. God didn't just say, oh, you can't. No, I'm going to I'm going to change the whole governmental structure now that Jesus is coming through. Don't work like that. So that means wherever you go, realize there's authorities over you. And understand what authorities you're going to. If you go to another country, understand what those authorities are doing. Understand what that country is doing, because as soon as you step into that country, you're under their authority. All the ungodly treatment, all the ungodly treatment Jesus suffered was ordained by the Father. Nobody could have put a finger on Jesus if the Father hadn't ordained it. What does that say about you? What does that say about me? There's nothing you and I don't go through God doesn't sanction the devil can't tell somebody, the devil just can't do to you whatever he wants to do. We need to know, see, this is the ways of a warrior. We need to understand this is warfare. And we're going to talk about the rules of engagement. You need to know the devil just can't do whatever he wants to do to you or any of God's creation. So when Paul in Romans says, that we should respect and obey all authority. 
Here's, the, here's, here's how we have to really sink our thinking into that. If, whether you go to another country or you're in this country, or whether it's your father that's been abusive, he's still your father who deserves respect. Paul never said honor him, but you got to respect him. This is the way of the warrior. Everyone that has authority must be respected. That's the way it's set up. You can't go into the DMZ thinking you're going to go through in 10 minutes. <laughs> and then go to disrespected everybody behind the counter. Because you're important. That's not how it works because all of God's creatures that God has bestowed any measure of authority to deserves a measure of respect. And this is what human beings don't know how to give each other. Second Peter 2.11, whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusi accusation uh, against them before the Lord. What is Peter saying? <sighs> when Job, in the book of Job, when the Bible says there was a day when the sons of God, these are, some call them angels, but they're divine beings. Uh, some of them are higher than angels because Satan came. So they came before God to give a report of how they were governing the earth. And the Bible says Satan came also. And God spoke directly to Satan and said, hey, man, what you I'm paraphrasing what you been doing, been walking, flying, whatever, up and down all over the earth. Now, you know what he was doing was evil and wasn't right. And there were other and I'm going to call them angels just to keep it consistent so you can simply follow it. There were other angels there because that's when they all were reported. And, you know, they saw the crazy stuff Satan was doing. And when Satan talked, told God what he was doing, he said, oh, I was just going up and down. And they was like, no, nah, we saw the crazy stuff he was doing. But notice the Bible says none of them accused him of anything. Stay with me. None of them said, nah, -uh, we saw what he's been doing. No angel brought a railing accusation. No angel accused Satan of anything, even if he was doing it. Let's keep going. Now. Jude picks up the same thought, different scenario, same principle. Verse nine, yet Michael, the archangel, Michael is the chief angel of angels. When contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. But one thing the Bible says he did not do was bring an accusation or railing accusation against Satan. They were fighting, arguing over the body of Moses and no telling what Satan was saying to Michael. But Michael didn't give a railing accusation. He didn't throw insults. He didn't run Satan down. He just simply said, the Lord rebuke you. Michael, an archangel speaking to Satan, just said, the Lord rebuke you. I wonder where did we get this idea? We can talk crazy to the devil.
Where did we, where, where, where did we get this idea? We can say anything to the devil that we want to. When angels don't. This is not the way of a warrior. Even in the natural, if an opposing army captures colonels and generals, they still treat them like colonels and generals. If they obey the rules of engagement and don't torture them, they still have respect even though they're on the opposing army. When they get captured, they are supposed to be treated based on their rank. But in the kingdom, we don't understand. We don't function according to the rules of engagement. Michael was an archangel. He was a holy angel. Not only did he outrank Satan, he was holy. He was doing God's will, but he never said nothing crazy to the devil. He said, the Lord rebuke you. Maybe we need to tell the devil what the Lord want to say more than what we think. Maybe we'll have more success in spiritual warfare if we say the Lord rebuke you. <laughs> so both Peter and Jude say people who talk this way. And God, why don't you go home and read it? I don't have time to get into all of that. Go home and read that. Uh, both Peter and Jews say people who, who talk like that, who talk against the devil and demons and, and, and say things like that, they don't understand authority. So this is what they say. They don't understand authority. They despise God's, it, it, the King James uses the word dignities. They despise God's government. God said every everybody that has authority, God gave it to them. You can't disrespect any authority God gives. We, I believe, live in one of the most disrespectful generations that's ever lived. Peter and John and Jude say, people who speak evil of dignities of God's authority don't understand God's authority. They despise God's government and they speak, watch this now, they speak evil of those God has given some glory to. We don't understand. This is a mystery, my brothers and sisters. And as I said, it's a part of the rules of engagement. Principalities and powers have been given not only authority by God, but they've been given positions of honor. They, 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 they didn't start out evil, but they became evil. But they still have positions that deserve respect. Just like you go before a crooked judge. You ain't going to call him crooked if you got good sense because he got authority over you or she. Romans 13, 1. Let every soul, let every soul be subject to higher authorities. There's nobody ever that's higher than the authority God put over you. Your father, 
your mother, school teacher, police officer, pastor. But we got folk today, you don't want nobody telling you nothing. I was watching, now this was just research. <laughs> I don't recommend this, I was just, because I don't do it often. But I had to be turning the TV, I think it was Jerry Springer. And it was two young girls fighting, you know, they all, you know. And uh, they stopped. And one girl said, why are you sleeping with my boyfriend? They was best friends. Why are you sleeping with my boyfriend? And this, this, I, this blue, this, this was, this right here showed me something. And the other girl said, I'm pretty. I'm 17 years old. I'm going to do what I want. I said, my God, that's the spirit of this age right there. You feel good. I'm pretty. And because I'm pretty, I'll do what I want. I'll hurt you. I'll hurt your family. I'll hurt my family because I'm pretty and I'll do what I want. That's why we got to fight. That's why you got to raise your children, right? You can't let your kids think they're the best of everything and everything everywhere. You can't let your kids walk around and think they're cuter and pretty than everybody. That's the stuff they'll do. I'm pretty. Sounds Luciferian. I'll be like the most high God. I can do it better than God. Same spirit. This is why we have to war a good warfare against that spirit. Whoever is exercising authority, if they're in a God-ordained position of authority, God has given them that authority, at least for a season, over your life. You need to ask why. Why do I have this mean boss? Why do I have this mean professor? Why right now? And learn the rules of engagement so you can fight the good fight of faith. Hmm. First Corinthians 2.12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things freely given to us by God. The way of the warrior is the way of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. It's listening to God, the Holy Spirit. It's discerning spirits by the Holy Spirit. It's reading the Word and getting revelation by the Spirit so that we can know the things God gives us so we know what to fight for. Because we're fighting for all the promises of God. We don't fight each other. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle. And God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him. You're not going to know how to fight unless you learn what the scripture says to fight for. Everyone stand on your feet.
Bow your heads, please. There are thoughts, ideas, concepts that have taken root in your head, in your mind, in your heart, that dictate some of the things you've been doing that have never pleased God. They are not causing success to come into your life because it's not an idea from God. It's an idea that's been rooted and planted in your heart from a power, from an authority, from the kingdom of darkness. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, we're going to pull down some strongholds. We're going to renounce thoughts, ideas, and imaginations that are contrary to the word of God. I want you to begin to pray with me now. Say, I, say your name, renounce every thought, every idea, every concept that has been planted in my heart by a power, a principality, a ruler of darkness, spiritual wickedness. I renounce them all in the name of Jesus. I renounce them all in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, help me tonight by your power and holy angels to uproot, pull out every lie that I've lived by. Today, I want nothing but the truth living in me, moving in me, moving through me. Help me tonight break free from imaginations that are from the pit of hell, that are from the devil. Set me free by your power. Let me understand now when I read your word, your purposes and your plans. Help me walk in your covenant promises. Help me walk in all that you planned for me. In the name of Jesus, I decree I am a warrior fit for the kingdom of heaven. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. I'm going to lay hold of eternal life. I'm going to run from everything that would harm me and I'm going to run toward everything you say is beneficial. From this day forward, I will experience success in battle and I will praise your name every single day as I see victory after victory after victory. Now give him some praise for that right there. Now give him some praise for real. Thank you, Lord. I'm more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, you're the only authority over my life. You're the supreme authority over my life. Jesus, you are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are the supreme authority.
sovereign over my life. Amen. I ain't taking nothing from nobody else that ain't right. If it ain't right, I ain't got to receive it. If it ain't God, I don't have to receive it. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.